I am coming to you live from the Innovation Center, which is um, a co-working space in Las Vegas where entrepreneurs can get together and work on projects and meet each other. I'm the founder and the COO of TicketCake.com, and we um, were one of the first companies to relocate to downtown Las Vegas to be part of Tony Shea's downtown project, which is a $350 million revitalization effort in downtown Las Vegas. And Tony Shea, of course, is the famous CEO of Zappos.com. Um, we've been here a little over a year and we've been embraced by the Vegas tech community and love living and working in downtown Las Vegas. You can follow me on Jackie at, on Twitter at Jackie M. Jensen and feel free to join our live chat and ask any questions you have of Sarah Evans during this interview. Now, Young Female Entrepreneurs is an online platform that connects entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s with new people, brands, and headlines to help them start and grow their businesses. And the founder is Jennifer Dono. And at 28, Jennifer was featured as a champion of change by the White House for her work with young female entrepreneurs. And I met Jennifer at a women's leadership conference in Seattle in March, and she spoke before I spoke. We became friends, and she wanted to bring what she was doing with young female entrepreneurs online into the Vegas tech community. And I was really excited to come on board. We're in our fourth episode and the guest today is a dear friend and one of my favorite people in the Vegas tech community. Her name is Sarah Evans. And she's a self-described social media freak, which I am too, so I love that. Um, she created and moderates Jern Chat, um, the first ever weekly live tweet chat for public relations professionals, journalists, and bloggers. She is the person to know in the social media field. Um, a for good advocate, Sarah worked with other or with a local crisis center to raise more than $161,000 in only three weeks via social media um, and is a team member for the Guinness Book World Record holding beat cancer, hashtag beat cancer. Um, she can be seen in Vanity Fair's America's Tweet Hearts, Forbes 14 Power Women to Follow on Twitter, and Entrepreneurs Top 10 Hot Startups of 2010. Without further ado, Sarah, thanks for joining us. I'm so happy to be here with you, Jackie. Thank you. So I wanted to start by talking about um, a really cool thing that you have online, Faves and Co. Tell me a little bit about how it got started, kind of how it's evolved and what's next. So Faves and Co. is an evolution. Actually, it's the third evolution of what was my personal blog back in the day. I used to only talk about public relations and communications, the impact of social media, but that was five, uh, seven years ago maybe. Um, and it got reached a point that I thought I don't have anything else to offer because just the, the space was so well saturated with lots of smart people. Um, so I started doing a personal blog that was more about um, tips, tools, and tricks about social media. And now Faves & Co. I think is the coolest evolution of all because it is all digital lifestyle all the time. So breaking news about social media, tips and tricks for living in a digital lifestyle because we're paving the way now. I'm the mom of a toddler who you might hear in the background. Uh, and I can't call my mom and ask her how much iPad time I got as a child because that just didn't exist. So we're offering um, all of all of this advice that just doesn't exist elsewhere on the site. And it's um, going amazing. We've tripled our 
tripled our traffic um, since launching three months ago and have more and more contributors coming on and just launched an internship program. Uh, so lots of fun stuff. Very cool. And so who are some of the contributors or um, who are you planning to bring on? So I can't tell everyone yet. But um, I've got a few former fun Mashable folks that are really um, about to start contributing. I've got Jameson Brown, who's our digital spark leader. He works for the Everywhere team out of Atlanta, Georgia. Greg Busman, who is out of St. Louis. Um, and then the interns don't know that they're interns yet. I just finished the process, but they're all um, from Minnesota and uh, all go to the same school. So they don't even know this yet. So I'm going to have a cohort uh, over there. Um, and they're going to, they're all journalism and communication majors, uh, either sophomore, junior, or senior. Um, so that's all going to be announced soon. And I have my, my two-year-old intern. Who is so cute. If you follow at Sarah Evans on Instagram, you'll see very cute photos of him. And he's turning two on Saturday, right? Two on Saturday. I can't believe yes. it. Okay, so love what you're doing with Faves & Co. Um, also wanted to talk about the evolution that um, you've taken from being a publicist to a publisher. Can you kind of walk us through that and what that has looked like in the past and what it's going to look like in the future? Sure. So personally, um, it was an evolution that I've used the word evolution a lot today. I'm going to have to do something with that. Um, it wasn't something that I really expected to happen. When I started in my career, I worked in communications and government relations for the largest healthcare organization in Chicago. And your role was really, um, our, our motto was when you do your job well, no one will notice. Um, you really, um, we're all about public relations and uh, working with people, but you weren't the front person unless you were the media spokesperson on camera for uh, live TV, which happened quite a few times. But other than that, you really were in the background. And what has happened uh, with the evolution of digital media, social media, new technologies, the app ecosystem, um, was that I was a digital enthusiast, a tech enthusiast. I was using all of these things and people were asking questions about them. And I thought, well, that's, that's silly. We should all, you know, it should level the playing field and people should understand and have access to these tools so I can help with that. And in kind of spreading the word and talking about it online, I changed. I didn't, I wasn't just a PR person anymore. I was also a online personality, if you will. And um, over time, I realized that I had a mouthpiece and a voice and I wanted to use that. Um, not necessarily for just good causes, but to educate peers um, and other professionals. So um, I built and am building uh, an online media platform, which is something that PR pros didn't do before. So I'm, I'm in the process of making that transition. So exciting. I love that. And you've also spent some time being a digital correspondent. And I've watched some of your videos. They're pretty, pretty cool. You've interviewed <laughs> some cool folks. Um, what's the craziest interview that you've ever done? Um, I think it's one of the fastest. And it was with Flo Rida at the Licensing Expo. Um, it's the music industry is one that I've peripherally been exposed to. And it's all about hurry up and wait. And um, you wait a long time to get your interviews and when you do it's very fast and you have to be concise to get your sound bite um, so I don't know if that constitutes crazy um, but that was for me okay what about um, what do you like most about doing it 
Pardon? What do you like most about being a digital correspondent? Oh, I love it because uh, it takes this so video is is huge and and obviously we're doing a video interview now it's a huge part of uh, online consumption so the digital correspondent was my way of integrating video into this digital media platform that I've been building um, again something else that kind of was happenstance it just became part of uh, who I am so I can now have a monetization of content so people can hire me to come on um, to their large events and I come in with a full crew to produce all the social media content, um, live shows, on air, um, highly produced video. You wouldn't know it looking at me today but this is me as as at home mom today but it's so it was happenstance something that wasn't expected, but I've completely embraced it, have so much fun doing it, and um, get to talk about what's happening at events as it relates to digital lifestyle. Very cool. Well, um, I wanted to touch in this interview on something that I just loved out of your book called Reframe, Little Inspirations for a Larger Purpose. And I first um, really connected with you when we were both speaking at TEDx Women in December 2012. And you handed me a, a small sticker, um, kind of as a good luck before you go on stage. And it said, that thing that seems so easy for you is your talent, your gift. You are certain anyone can do it, but they can't. And that's really stuck with me ever since um, you gave that to me. And I reference it a lot. And I really, really like that, um, that quote. Is there any talent of yours that you at least used to think anyone could do, but they couldn't? And now you know it's really your gift? I wish I could say that I it was a used to. That quote developed um, out of my own insecurities, which the majority of quotes in that book came from also. Uh, so it's something that I struggle with all the time. That sticker is actually on my main computer um, and in key places that I look during the day when I'm working because um, as I'm sure many of you can relate to, many times you'll do something and, and think, well, you know, anyone can do this. It's not that big a deal. But I've learned that every time I say that, it's for something that the person I'm working with says, well, I can't do it or I wouldn't have hired you or I wouldn't be working with you because of this. So it's it's a constant in my life. It's not just something that was a used to. Hmm, interesting. Well, so for startups and for the young, females, uh, the young female entrepreneurs out there that are listening that are doing a tech startup or a lifestyle startup or, or some kind of new business, um, you had filmed an interview in our live-in workspace for Ticket Cake for um, downtownpodcast.tv. And you spoke about how startups can get press and effectively reach influencers. And so I wanted to see if you had any um, tips you wanted to share today, maybe geared towards young female entrepreneurs about how they can reach out to, pre to the press and get features and get coverage for what they're working on, as well as to reach out to influencers and get their buy-in. Well, media, both traditional and social, are still a really important core part of your media relations, part of public relations outreach, and it is very time-consuming. I'm not going to lie. There isn't a magic mix um, to getting press, and what we've known for years is that the spray and pray method doesn't work, and that's doing blanket outreach to tons of journalists or bloggers. Um, being someone who now runs a media outlet, I hate being BCC'd or receiving that generic um, e-blast pitch, which I can tell very easily as any seasoned person who has written or receives pitches knows. Um, and now being on the, the opposite end of receiving pitches, I feel like I can craft mine even better because of it. 
So one of the things that you want to do is develop a list, uh, kind of like your, your dream media list of 10 to 20 media outlets or personalities or writers or on your talent that you hope will cover your startup, write about you, talk about you, post about you. Find them everywhere they are online, if they're on Twitter or Facebook. If they have a personal blog, it's one of the best places to do outreach because of comments. The comment section of what they write, um, it's a great place to engage uh, because people love getting comments. And in fact, social media... <laughs> in fact, social media has taken away some of what were traditional comments because you can now post and share your thoughts about an article on Twitter or Facebook. So those native comments to a blog are still really important. And then doing personal outreach to them when you don't have something to offer. Now, you can always do the outreach to offer them coffee, tea, or whatever, but as you know, and um, they probably know, uh, everyone's busy. Um, so they might not have a lot of time to do that. So you want to find a way to personally connect with them when, when they don't need something, whether that means finding a source for them for another article they're working on uh, or just offering them a tip or tool that you've heard about that could make their job or life easier. Um, in fact, my media list started 10 years ago when I had an email list of five to 10 reporters who I um, had worked with in the past. And anytime I came across a new tool that I thought would make their job easier, I would send it to them. And that was my personal outreach for the week or the month um, and built relationships that way. Now my blog serves as that, uh, I hope, um, to be a, a resource for people looking to make their digital lifestyle easier. So that's one way. Another way um, is I keep either Evernote or Tracky or um, my native uh, iOS notes um, application. Uh, I keep a, my list, my hit list of journalists for different categories that I typically do outreach to, whether that's digital lifestyle, startups, tech. Um, I constantly keep their contact info, their names, uh, and their outlets updated in this list so that I can easily access them anytime and do outreach. If I'm going to an event and the media list is public, I will oftentimes research the media that I want to seek out while there. I'll either host an event for them um, or just do personal outreach and say I would love to meet up while you're there. Or I'll tweet or post articles that they're posting from the event from my accounts so I know that I'm helping give their work additional visibility. So there are lots of little nuances and ways and tips and tricks you can do outreach. So if you have any ideas, um, you can always tweet me at PR Sarah Evans and I think I might be writing a post about this because it's uh, got my brain wheels turning. Cool. Very cool. That's exciting to hear. Um, something that you shared in that downtown podcast interview that I really liked as well is um, help a reporter out. Oh, yes. And I've been using that a lot. So can you speak to that and maybe the young female entrepreneurs out there can maybe start doing what we're doing? Yes. Thank you for that reminder. I can't believe I didn't mention them. But several years ago, a friend of mine, Peter Shankman, started Help a Reporter Out. It has now been acquired and is run by Vocus. Um, it is one of the easiest things you can do to get press. It is free. Of course, it's a freemium model, but you as a startup founder can use it for free and it will work for you. You go to help a reporter, uh, I think it's just helpareporter.com or helpareporterout.com. You sign up for the service and you will get three emails in your inbox every day. They are jam-packed with reporters looking for sources. Everything from USA Today to the New York Times to local outlets and blogs. Um, it's near impossible to not get sourced by using that. Uh, you do have to do due diligence and write great pitches and responses to people and a few tips for using that because it is so heavily saturated with everyone looking to get sourced. Um, respond quickly, 
to the outlet and they also have a Twitter handle at help a reporter. I keep that on mobile alerts so I can get the most urgent queries delivered to my phone like a text message so I can be among the first to reply with quality um, pitches. Oh, that's a really good tip. I haven't thought about doing that, but that's a there good you tip. go. Cool. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, thank you for coming by and talking PR and talking about what projects you're working on. Um, like you said before, Sarah is so accessible on Twitter. So at PR Sarah Evans, tweet her anytime. Um, she also has an awesome TEDx that you can find on YouTube. Um, to do a search for that TEDx, and um, she speaks a little bit more to her background and um, her her work evolving um, from a publicist to a publisher, and it's a really great story. Um, our next episode, will be the fifth episode, is going to be on Wednesday, August 17th again at um, 4 p.m. Pacific time, it'll be coming live. And I'm going to have Jen McCabe, and that's at Jen S. McCabe on Twitter. She's a Y Combinator alum, and she's very into 3D printing, um, and pets, and robots. So it's gonna be a really interesting interview. Jen um, is definitely a geek, like I am. So if you're into anything geeky, this will be the episode to watch. Um, she's at the forefront of a lot of what's happening in downtown Las Vegas on the 3D printing front and the robotics front. So excited to have Jen on next um, episode on the 17th of August. And thank you again um, to Sarah for coming on. Thank you. That's, whoops, I was on mute. Thanks guys so much. It was a blast. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Really appreciate it. All right, see you guys next time. Thank you.